And again, this morning, we're celebrating 10 years of our recommended summer reading list. This year, we put together the best of the best list. It's the best books from over the last 10 years. Not only do we have the best books, but we have interviews with some of the biggest best-selling authors of the past 10 years. For a complete list of all the books that we selected this year, head to our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine, with Rodney Lear. Like, follow, and share there on Facebook. We move on to our young adult category. On the phone with me now is Tara Sullivan. She's the author of the critically acclaimed books, Golden Boy and The Bitter Side of Sweet, both of which made our recommended summer reading list best of the best top 10. It's our pleasure to welcome Tara Sullivan back to Sunday Morning Magazine. Good morning, Tara. How are you? I'm doing so well. Thank you for having me back. I'm so excited to have you back. And you know, nothing against anyone else on the show, but you are one of my favorite authors. You have actually written my favorite book of all time, The Bitter Side of Sweet, which we'll talk more about in a second here. But let's catch up first. Now, Golden Boy was featured on our very first recommended summer reading list. That same book made our best of the best list 10 years later. How has life changed for you since that very first appearance on Sunday Morning Magazine so many years ago? Oh, my goodness. Well, it's been a busy 10 years. Um, (laughs) I've raised my family, written three books. I'm back to teaching full time. It's pretty busy over here, but things have been things have been good. So, you know what? I read somewhere that your parents were international aid workers. What impact did that have on your writing and how you actually viewed the world? I think it's absolutely an enormous impact, right? My parents were international development workers, so I grew up mostly overseas. I was born in India. We lived in Bangladesh until I was two, Ecuador until I was five, Bolivia until I was 10, Dominican Republic until I was 14. And then I moved to the U.S. the day before ninth grade started. So that was not (laughs) the smoothest transition. I really appreciate having that, those experiences growing up because it really informed my worldview. And I always thought growing up that that was the only way to make a difference in the world, right? Like that the way that I saw my parents going out and implementing agricultural improvement programs and digging wells and, you know, working on infant mortality rates and things like that, that that was what making a difference in the world meant. And so then when I was older and, you know, finished university and was trying to find um, what I was going to do with my life and how I was going to make a difference, I wasn't over there digging wells. And so to, to sort of find a way that was still me and I could still interact with the bigger questions and global injustices and those those issues out there that really mattered to me, that's how I sort of came into writing. Um, and that's sort of been my way of contributing to the broader world and the issues in it, even while I'm here and not working internationally. Now, all three of your books have been featured on our recommended summer reading list over the course of the years. Um, two of them made our 10th anniversary best of the best top 10 list. Golden Boy and the Bitter Side of Sweet. Um, Very quickly, tell us about each of these books very quickly, starting with Golden Boy. Golden Boy uh, was my first book. It came out in 2013. Golden Boy tells the story of Habo, who is a boy with albinism growing up in Tanzania. Um, in Eastern Africa. And obviously life is difficult enough growing up in sub-Saharan Africa when you have no pigment in your skin. Um, But when Habo's family is forced to move to the Lake District near Mwanza, 
um, he realizes that it's not just different, um, but dangerous to be an albino um, because he discovers that people with albinism are actually hunted and killed because of the belief that their body parts are good luck charms. So the book follows Habo as he is on the run for his life, um, trying to escape danger and also trying to find a way to see himself as a person when other people have seen him as less than human. Um, so that's my first book. Okay. Uh, my and then my favorite book, yeah. one, Bitter Side of Sweet. Oh, right. Yeah. So <laughs> tell us book, about that book. Um, and The Bitter Side of Sweet digs into the issue of child slavery in modern day chocolate production. It tells the story of two brothers, Amadou and Seydou, who have been trafficked from their home in Mali to the Ivory Coast, where they've been forced to work unpaid and unfree on this farm growing cacao, even though they don't know what it is or what it's for. And they've been trapped on this farm for two years and have basically given up hope that anything will ever change. And so it being a novel, of course, the book starts on the day when everything changes. <laughs> um, and change comes to the farm in the shape of Khadija, who is the first girl to ever show up there. And she sets off a series of events that leads Amadou to question everything he thought um, was stable in his life and what the best choices are for him and his family going forward. Your books are based in current day realities and you take your research very seriously. You've traveled to countries that your books are set in. What's the most challenging thing you've ever done in the sake of research for one of your books? Absolutely. I take research very, very seriously. I feel like if I'm going to be representing someone else's lived reality, um, it is absolutely paramount that I do all of the work I possibly can to make sure that I am doing so fully and accurately and respectfully and in alignment with the way they would have liked their story to be told. So I find it very important um, to go out and do research. Um, I think maybe the most difficult thing personally for me would be related to my third book, with Treasure of the World, I want to take a little bit of a more nuanced look at the issue of child labor, because in most countries of the world, kids work. Um, and so what does that look like and where does it go too far and how does that interact? So Treasure of the World is set in Bolivia, tells the story of Anna, who is growing up on this mountain, which is essentially made of silver. The Spaniards back in the 1500s pulled enough silver out of this one mountain that if they had wanted to, they could have built a solid silver bridge from Bolivia across South America, across the Atlantic Ocean to Madrid, and still had enough silver left to carry across it in hand to the king. So it's unimaginable wealth. But the people who have been working to take this out of the mountain have lived in unimaginable poverty. And so this book tells the story of Anna, whose family has um, lived on this mountain. They, you know, the miners call it the mountain that eats men. So for the, I was very excited for that book because, like I said, um, I grew up in Bolivia as a child. But we had to actually leave Bolivia, more or less flee, because the, um, the hole in the ozone layer. The hole in the ozone layer over Antarctica back um, in the late 80s, early 90s, um, was so, the, the UV light was so intense that it was causing all kinds of environmental and personal damage. Um, and for me, it burnt a hole through um, the layers of my, some of the layers of my eye. And the eye doctor finally said to my parents, if you don't leave before the next dry season, she'll go blind. So we had to leave Bolivia with very little notice, and I had never been back 
And so it was sort of nerve wracking to imagine going not only back to Bolivia, but to the highest city in the world, which is Potosí. But it was a chance that really mattered to me, again, to actually physically go there and speak to the people. It's just so, so deeply meaningful and important, I think, for the books that I'm trying to write, that I took that chance. And obviously, it was a very fruitful research trip, and I'm so glad that I did. Um, But I would say, personally, that was the most nerve-wracking moment, was heading back up the mountain uh, when I had been told not to (laughs) when I was 10. And again, in case you're just tuning in, you're listening to our 10th anniversary edition of the Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Recommended summer reading list. It's our best of the best top 10 list. It's our pick of what we believe are the best books that we selected over the last 10 years. For a complete list of all the books we selected, all you have to do is go to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Like, follow, and share there. Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Lear on air. Or if you miss any portion of this show or any of our shows, all you have to do is go to your favorite podcast app anywhere you get your podcast and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. On the phone with me now is Tara Sullivan. She is the author of two of the books that made our best of the best. Two of the books in the young adult category, Golden Boy and The Bitter Side of Sweet. Now, your books deal with so many tough issues facing the world, most of them human rights issues. It's not vampires. It's not unicorns. Why do you believe these books connect so well with young readers? I think kids still have this very strong sense of justice and injustice, right? This is fair. This is not fair. And at the core of every one of my books, there is a single injustice, right? the notion in Golden Boy that you could be targeted for something you can't control, right? Um, Recessive genetics like albinism, Um, that that would make you actually prey to people. That That is a core injustice. That kids in one part of the world have to work unpaid and unfree to make a treat cheaper for kids in another part of the world is the core injustice at the bitter side of sweet. And to have the poorest people in the Western Hemisphere be the ones extracting the wealth of the world to hand to someone else is a core injustice. I love it when someone connects with the characters. I love it when someone enjoys the prose. But when I get letters from kids saying, hey, you know, we read this in our library group and we raised money to buy sunscreen and sun protective clothing and we mailed it to the organization in your author's note so that kids in Tanzania with albinism will have a better life tomorrow. I just, it, I find it so incredibly humbling and meaningful. Um, and that, that for me is, is just an enormous payoff um, from writing the types of book that I write. So Tara, this is our recommended summer reading list edition of the show. You talked about how it's been 10 years and your children are, you've raised your children. What did you do with your own children to promote literacy and reading in your own home? Well, I had very different types of readers, as I think many parents do, right? I had a reluctant reader. I had a, oh my gosh, I read everything. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, I'll read the back of the cereal box kind of a reader. I I think just having reading available for for kids that are struggling, audiobooks are amazing, right? They, it still gets them the vocabulary. It still gets them immersed in the story. They still get that, but without that 
brain price tag of having to struggle through the words on the page. Large print books are fantastic. I have a kid that loves graphic novels because because of that sort of extra scaffolding that they get from it. So I would say, you know, it doesn't really matter who the kid is. There's a book out there that they're going to love one way or another. Um, and if you just keep reading fun and accessible and constantly available, and just keep trying just because they don't love the book that was your favorite when you were a kid. That's okay. They're going to find their own and that'll be their favorite book when they were a kid. No, so that's, that's funny. Um, I've been through that. That's funny. I shared a book yeah. that was my favorite growing up. I just knew the boys would love it. Then they're like, mm, not so much. But yeah, then right, I read it exactly, again. Right? I read, I read it again. And I was like, yeah, it's a little dated. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so Tara Sullivan, what's next for you? What are you working on? What can we expect next from you? Because we need that next great Tara Sullivan book in our life, right? I have a fourth book under contract. The plan is for the next book to be looking at uh, the question of the treatment of people with mental health issues, specifically in Indonesia, which is a country that's the fourth most populous country in the world, uh, has 250 million people and only 700 psychiatrists. So in a country where there is no mental health infrastructure, how is mental health dealt with and engaged with and supported. And so it's looking again in the context of a family, in the context of siblings, you know, how do you define family and reality in a situation where there is a mental health crisis and there isn't any kind of structural or institutional support. Congratulations on that. And we can't wait to read it. We'll stay tuned. Thank you so much, Tara Sullivan. If our listeners would like to find out more about you, more about your books, again, to the two books that are featured in our best of the best, it's Golden Boy and The Bitter Side of the Sweet. How can they reach out to you? You can find me on the web. I'm happy to answer emails. I'm very rarely on Twitter, but I, I do exist there. <laughs> <laughs> but email is, email is always a good way to reach me. All right. Thank you so much, Tara Sullivan. So nice awesome. to talk Thanks to you again. Thanks for having me. We've been speaking to author Tara Sullivan. And again, it's our 10th anniversary edition of the Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Recommended summer reading list. It's the best of the best. For a complete list of all the books that we selected for our best of the best top 10, head to our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Like, follow, and share there.